not saying this lightly, you know, it's, we are essentially, you know, changing these kids' lives, you know, it's, we are going in and we're helping them out, you know, mentally and physically. So it's, it's a big boost for them to actually get our service and, you know, what we're doing for a lot of these kids, it really does help them. And we've seen a lot of success stories that have kind of proved that. So it's, I, I personally absolutely love sort of the, the Wicks away or the Broda away for William. Obviously, like I say, I'm gutted that they're not in the league anymore because that was another good one, but. Hello and welcome to the Highland League podcast. I'm Sean McAngus, your host. And this week we're speaking to Huntley striker Angus Grant. He talks about his um, comeback from injury, his job at the Russell Anderson Development School, hopes for Huntley going forward, what it is like to balance family, work and football, and much more. Thanks to Angus for coming on the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, make sure to subscribe on your chosen podcasting platform to catch all the latest episodes. And if you have time, leave a review of, of what you think of the podcast. It helps grow it even more. One last thing before the episode kicks off. Um, I want to say a big thank you to everyone who listened and shared the latest episode I've gained a lot of um, positive feedback about that episode. Anyway, hope you enjoy listening to this podcast. So, Angus, what would you say was your kind of earliest memories of, of playing football? Oh, I think maybe kind of just playing around my mates and, you know, the primary school team at Dainston. It was just kind of a bit of fun, really, I suppose, to begin with. But I think ever since I was kind of walking, I was always kicking a ball in the house and in the garden, out in the field, going out with mates and stuff. So I think earliest memories are just kind of, you know, having fun, enjoying it, playing for, you know, seven-a-side team on a Saturday and, yeah, just playing playing with mates at school pretty much. Yeah, so were you always a, a striker or did you play? Uh, I've kind of moved about, to be honest with you. I think I was more, in my boys' club days, I was predominantly probably a centre midfielder, to be honest with you. But, I've, you know, boys' club, I think everyone plays everywhere, you know, I've, been centre back, full back, striker, winger, centre mid. You know, I think I've played everywhere. I've been in goals a couple of times here and there. You know, it's I've been chucked about all over the place. But I think predominantly when I was in boys' club, I was a centre midfielder, definitely attacking minded though. So in terms of what was your kind of first memories in terms of being in like a like a team? Yeah, uh, so it probably was kind of danced in like primary school, and you know, simple just playing against another primary school and then getting the penalty shootout sort of thing at the end. You know, it's kind of my earliest memories I've got of kind of playing. You know, I just stayed, my mum and dad stayed just across from the actual primary school. So I was, you know, it's a stone throw away. So I'm, you know, running across in the morning, joining in the warm-up, playing football, and then just running across, go home, eat food, and then I'm straight back out playing football with mates. So I think earliest memories of kind of playing for a team would be for the primary school team, definitely. Yeah, so how how did you find that in terms of from there to, to when you were playing for... Calway um, Football Club. Yeah, well, it's. I, I mean, when I first played for Carlow, it was obviously a, it was a jump up to sort of men's football. You know, I I played obviously you know boys club, and then I think I played boys club up until I actually it was nineteens. You know, I played for Cove Rangers under eighteens and twenties for a wee bit as well, and I was out on loan at Newmarker, and it was sort of I think maybe the season before. I'd, I've been up to Lewis uh, every summer since I was born. My mum's from there, so. It's always been a place that's close to the heart for, you know, me and my family. So it was, you know, it's, I think when I was maybe 16, I think my uncle up there obviously spoke about Carly and how they've got a football team and kind of got me along to one of the games. And 
just obviously went along, met all the lads and stuff, all brand new, and kind of just played a game from there. And I think I played maybe three or four games the first summer I was home. So they play sort of like a summer sort of league. I think the pitches up there probably couldn't take it in winter. You know, it's bad <laughs> enough here. Up there, the, the weather's a little bit worse. So they kind of play like a, a league through through the summer. And um, obviously played a few games in my first season. And then when I came home next season, obviously played... The, the kind of half slash the majority of the season I never really got because I was only up for kind of six weeks at a time when it kind of coincided with kind of school holidays and stuff so when I went up there uh, just you know played football for Carly and just really really enjoyed it to be honest with you I would say that it kind of revitalized my career if you will I mean when I was on loan at Newmarket from Cove I kind of you know football was kind of going one way for me and I didn't really see any sort of like major future I suppose you know I wasn't really enjoying it maybe as much as I did previously and you know I think when I went up and played for Carly that definitely gave me an extra bit of love for it and I just absolutely loved playing up there it was really really good. In terms of the standard of football what what was it what was it like? I'd be surprised you know it was really really good I thought you know the standards every summer I've played there it's you know it's tough games you know it's you never really it's the same as sort of the Highland League now I suppose there's no easy game up there you know it's there's I think like nine teams this season there was eight teams when I was playing before Harris rejoined the league and it's kind of you know a lot of people come home from uni and stuff during the summer holidays as well so you've got all these players that have been playing away or you know you've got players that are playing with County and Cali and stuff and it's you know there's a lot of really talented players up there and I think on the whole it's you know the whole sort of any team that's it's a it's a decent enough standard up there for sure yeah Tell us some kind of favourite memories of playing up there. It's well, we the original season obviously I was only there for a few games, but the season after that we actually won the league and we won one of the cups as well. And I think just that winning feeling for me, it was just you know where it was a really good side that we had at the time, and it was just a pleasure actually playing it and play alongside all the lads up there as well. It was just you know like I say they're all brand new and like the you know the boys you're playing against as well it's kind of one big community up there everyone's you know mates when you, as soon as you get on the pitch they're you know rivals and everyone's going through each other but as soon as you get off the pitch you go and down and have a pint uh, wherever you've been through and you know it's I can't really speak highly enough of a lot of the people up there to be honest with you I've never really come across anyone up there that's I could say a bad word against you know it's it was it's everything up there I've got so much good stuff to say about it but you know it's I would definitely say that, like, like I say again, you know, the standard is really good, and yeah, it's just like I say, it's really good to actually just play up there and enjoy it again. Yeah. So, do you, do you go back there quite often, or still, or? Yeah. Uh, so I think yeah, we try to go up there sort of every summer. I mean, I suppose it was a lot easier back when obviously it was you know I was in school and had the school holidays to sort of think of then, but. I think now with work, it kind of makes things a little bit more difficult. You know, I do have my summer holidays myself at work, but. I suppose with my partner and you know we've got a son now so a lot to think about and a lot to a lot more going on sort of to to go and get the six weeks up there like we used to so it's if we're lucky you know we'll get a week or two up there and you know we really really enjoy our time going up but we like to go up at least once a year I would say it's not always during summer maybe it's you know during April holidays or Christmas holidays but definitely like to go up there at least once a year. Yeah, so you ended up getting selected for the the Lewis Select. What 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 is that like? Is it kind of similar to what the schools had with the North team, where they would? Yeah, similar enough. I think, like I say, there was sort of eight teams, and at the time when I was playing, and I think the Select was pretty much just kind of picking players from any of the teams that obviously compete into the one team. 
and kind of travelled all over. I think it was the Football Times Cup that we actually played in. So I don't know how much you know about that yourself. I don't know a good deal about it. I just know the teams that we played were sort of, you know, like Goldsby Sutherland and we played against Orkney when we actually reached the final. I'm trying to think of any other teams that we actually played against. St. Duthis, stuff like that. Did you play Elgin or some? Because I we did that... actually. We played Elgin Twenties. Yeah, we definitely in Dingwall. I can remember the game actually. I played Elgin Twenties. I think that could have been. That was actually the first game that I played for the select. Was against the Elgin Twenties. Um, that was like I say in Dingwall as well. So played them, and then I think we maybe played St. Duthis. We played Goldsby Sutherland. And then Orkney in the final. I think there was maybe four or five games that I played for the select. So, but yeah, like I say, it's really, really, really good team. You know, it was you know handpicked from the players that had actually played for the different teams around the island. So, really, really good standard. And you know, the teams we were playing against as well were you know well drilled teams, good teams themselves. But I think every game we played, we were you know kind of dominating teams until we actually played Orkney in the final. It was kind of a really good match, and we actually ended up getting beat two 0 in the final, but. You know, it was really, really good experiences as well. You know, I'm coming from Aberdeen, travelling up, whereas they're all kind of mm. getting the ferry themselves, travelling down. So I was obviously just meeting them at games, but it was just nice to actually kind of see them all again. Because obviously, I'd, after I played up there, I'd gone back home to Aberdeen, and I always got, I always kind of felt homesick. Because mm. although I'm from Aberdeen, it's like because I spent you know five, six weeks up in Lewis, mm. you kind of do get it, kind of get used to the lifestyle up there, and. Because you're, you know, with these people for five, six weeks, you do miss them. And then it was nice to kind of see them all playing football up in whatever it was, Dingwall or up that sort of way. So it was nice to like go up and meet them and then obviously play football up there with them as well. It was, yeah, really good. Yeah. So is there is there much of them that you played with that went on to, to play at a, a decent level? or um, Off the top of my head, I know Akin Miller that I played, uh, he played for Carly with me uh, one season. He played for Clark Nakudden for a wee bit. I'm not sure if he's actually still there. I don't know where he, where he is now. He definitely moved to a team down the Lowland League. I'm not sure which team it was. I can't actually remember. But he was. I've played against him when he was playing for Clark. So it was, he was actually centre-back. He was normally back home. He played sort of centre-attack in mid from the season I played. So it was... It was normally him sort of, you know, assisting me or me assisting him and our sort of link up play. So he actually played as a centre back for Clark. So when I was at Tariff, played against him as a striker and it was always a, you know, a feisty wee affair when I <laughs> played against him. But it was all, you know, heartfelt. It was all, all love at the end of the day. But you no, know, it was, it was good, really good to actually play against him rather than play with him as well. It was something a bit different. Yeah. So, um, moving on to how, how did they kind of move? come about to get into the Turriff United setup. So um I think I was in I was one day I was just in college and I had a phone call, I had a missed call from a number and obviously like you do you, you know, see the number, I didn't obviously recognise it. So I put it into Google and I seen it was Steve Scott, who was the under twenties uh Turriff manager at the time. So I gave him a phone back and he pretty much just said that he was obviously the Turriff twenties manager. The game against Lossy Mouth on the Saturday, I think it was and he pretty much, or maybe it was a Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, because I think I might have played a game on a Saturday. And he pretty much just asked if, you know, I fancied to play, because I think the couple of boys that were at Tariff the 20s, they had pretty much put in a word saying that they needed a striker. They could maybe ask me, see what I'm up to, sort of thing. So I think after that, I obviously phoned him and he just asked if I wanted, you know, I fancied the run out. And I just, why not? You know, it's, it's an early game of football. So, you know, why not? Nothing to lose, sort of thing. So, you know, went along. Played for the Tariff 20s and we ended up winning the game 8 0 and I scored five. So after that, Ross Jack pretty much phoned me the next day and kind of invited me along to training and asked if I wanted to sign for the first team. So I was 
kind of came about quite quick. You know, it was a couple of days before I was getting asked to play for the 20s. Played, obviously, a decent enough game. And then Ross Jacks asked me to sign. So it happened all quite quick. But, you know, as a, I think I was 17 at the time, it was, you know, quite a big deal at the time for me. So it was, you know, it was a really good thing for me. Yeah. So do you remember much about your your official debut for the for the first team? My original debut, I can't actually remember. To be honest. It was definitely on as a sub, obviously. I think it might have been against, it could have actually been against Huntley, to be quite honest. You're thinking about it now. I think maybe I got the last, you know, 10, 15 minutes. I can't think of any sort of chances I had. It was probably a bit of a cagey affair. It was definitely in Turriff. I can remember that if it was against Huntley. And, you know, maybe t- came on for sort of 10 minutes or so. And I think, you know, I didn't really have much to do rather than sort of chasing around and make it look as if I'm working hard sort of thing. <laughs> you know, as a young lad, that's kind of what you're wanting to do coming into the team. So this is as much as I can remember, really. What was kind of Ross Jack like, like as a as a manager you know he's he was a great guy he was a really good manager you know his, his training was second to none you know it's definitely like you know i can't speak highly enough of him as a as an actual guy and as a coach as well his training was absolutely brilliant and you know i think at the time you know i was a young lad coming into a team and it was an older team so you know it's i think a lot of weeks you know he went with experience and you know why wouldn't you i suppose you know when you're when you're actually you know competing in most games in the league you know it's difficult to bring on a 17-year-old that's kind of never played in the Highland League and, you know, start in most games. So I think, you know, as much as I never really played under Ross, you know, I came on here or there a few times in games, you know, I think, you know, it's, I, I certainly don't hold anything against him in that way. Do you know what I mean? It's not as if I'm sort of one to be like, oh, this manager's not playing me at the time and, you know, I'll hold a grudge against him. Because like I say, I was a young lad, so, you know, I was trying my best to work hard in training. And I think at the time for me, it maybe was a little bit of a step up. You know, as a young lad sort of coming from, you know, boys club and on loan at a junior team, it was kind of obviously coming into the Highland League. It was a different standard completely. So it, I think it took me a little bit of time to sort of get used to as well. The training was obviously a lot better. And, you know, the even standards and stuff had to be a lot higher. You know, you've got like, I was, you know, playing junior football and I'm, you know, coming along to training and I'm having to pay fines here and there. And it was, you know, it was all new to me at the time, you know, it was, but yeah, as a guy and as a coach, really, really good. You know, top, top look. Yeah. So, so what was it like being in in such a experienced team? Obviously, I had the likes of Kevin Main and various different players. Well, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot from a lot of these players. You know, it's a lot of really, really good players, a lot of talented players that you know have been there and done that in the Highland League. And I think coming in as a sort of naive seventeen, eighteen year old, you know, I was never going to be really loud in the dressing room and anything like that. So, I, you know, I kind of came in, kind of had my head down working as hard as you know kind of could to you know impress obviously the gaffer Ross Jack at the time and you know our coaching staff and the players around me as well you know you want to kind of make a good sort of impression but I think you know on the whole I was kind of you know kind of quiet 17 18 year old kid who was kind of just wanting to get my head down and work hard at the time you know. So was there any players in particular that kind of helped you? I think I learned a lot from Davey Ross you know he was a really, really good player and I you know just some of the things he would you make shots you take you know he's a really really good player and I think of saying you know because that was my position you know you learn a lot from seeing people like that and I think uh, Nicholas Wozniak as well you know although he's you know a year or two older than me he was actually playing at the time and you know he was a cracking player as well he was a big physical lad even as a young lad as well so you know learned a lot from players like that you know it's I think definitely in that sort of position David Booth's another one you know it's ability to pick a pass and you know find the keeper off his line and, you know, have a shot. It was definitely learning a lot from players like that, for sure. Yeah, so in terms of, you said you struggled struggled a bit 
at, at first. What was it uh, about the Highland League? Did you struggle? Was it kind of physicality or was it the, the lack of time on the ball? Because you don't really get think... much time to... Yeah, you don't really get a lot of time to think, you know, on the ball in this league, definitely not. But I think, you know, it's, you need a run of games. And I think at the time, you know, I was such a young lad because I wasn't getting that. It's, and like I say, you know, it's, it was, I was never going to come into any team and play heaps and heaps. But I think, you know, it's, it's difficult for any player if you're not, you know, playing week in, week out. It's difficult to come off the bench in games that are really tight. You know, a team like the, the Turf team at the time, you know, competing in every single game that they're playing in. So it's, it really is a case of sort of come on, run about, try and impress, and hopefully you get that half chance, which never really broke to me at the time when obviously Ross Jack was the manager. But obviously when Chris came in, uh, Chris Hunter, he obviously you know had a bit more faith in the youth and played so a lot of the younger players. He did kind of get that run of games through then. Yeah. So what was the the, the switch like? Yeah. So I think it was we'd had a couple of sticky results at the end of Ross Jack's time and. I wouldn't say it was sort of coming, but, you know, you could tell something had sort of changed in and around the club. And, like, you know, it happens at every club every single year. You know, it's just the same wherever you'll go. But, you know, I certainly think that, you know, the lads at the time, certainly I was anyway, although I wasn't playing, you know, I was devastated that Ross was leaving because, you know, like I say, he was a really good guy, really good coach. So, you know, I learned a lot from him. And, you know, I was I was kind of gutted at the time when he'd left because it kind of leaves you because you're not playing, it leaves you in that sort of uncertainty of, you know, the new manager might come in, bring his new players, and then you're kind of out the door. So I think at the time I was a bit worried, to be quite honest with you, of who was actually going to come in. And when obviously Hunts was announced as the manager, it was kind of, again, the uncertainty because I didn't have any clue who Chris Hunter was when he originally came in. So I had no idea if he was going to bring his own players or how things were going to work. And I think when he originally came in, you know, training was really sharp. You kind of... Any team, when they get a new manager, you get that new manager bounce and everyone's sort of, you know, really wanting to work hard and impress him. So, you know, training was really, really sharp and that came from everyone. And I think that, you know, it increases everyone's standards, including my own. So I was just lucky enough that kind of managed to get a wee break and start playing a little bit, getting obviously getting more game time and playing under Chris Hunter a little bit more than I was under Ross Jack. Yeah, so what what was he like as a manager? Yeah, he he absolutely is. You know, he was again, he was a really really good guy, and I think certainly to begin with, he was really really good with the kind of young players, and he kind of you know he took a lot of the young players under a sort of wing, and he was out of training every single session, and he was you know really having a bit of banter with the lads, and it kind of helped get that team spirit together again, especially when he obviously started taking in a lot of young lads as well, and sort of investing into the youth rather than sort of going and buying players here and there. So I think like for, you know, players like myself at a young age that kind of filled you with confidence because, you know, you heard firsthand that he was going to be investing in the youth and, you know, obviously you being part of that, it kind of opens the door for you. And like I say, you know, once I actually got the chance to actually play, I suppose I kind of took it in that way and kind of was one of the main stars for him after that. Yeah. So what, what do you think was the difference between him and and Ross Jack in terms of their management kind of skills or you know the way they yeah I think I mean I don't think there was like too much really different you know like I say they're both really good managers for what they had I mean Ross Jack was obviously had a bit more of an experienced team and he was really good with that team whereas obviously Chris took in a lot of sort of younger players but to begin with you obviously had that balance of sort of older and younger players that kind of and it did it worked well you know although you know results 
weren't kind of going Tariff's way. There was, you know, we were always kind of competing within games. There was a couple of games where, you know, we'd naively sort of kicked in within the whole 11 and we did take a few sort of scalping seed in there. But it's just, it was, you know, it's a learning curve, I suppose, when it's, when you invest in the youth. And, you know, I think in terms of them, the difference between them both, I don't think there was any sort of main difference in terms of their sort of coaching styles, you know. Hunts was sort of like a, a loud guy, I suppose, in that way, whereas Ross would be a little bit more sort of not reserved and quiet. You know, he could certainly shout when he needed to, but I think, you know, Hunter certainly wasn't scared to scared to hide it in that way. You know, he was uh, certainly a loud character, to say the least. Um, So in terms of the early stages of that, like, team, how, how did you how did you find, like, you know, going against the likes of Brora and, and the bigger teams you're, like, can you recall like your first experience dealing with those sort of teams? Yeah, so it's it's just the physicality, I suppose, is the main thing. And I think it was like whenever you got the ball, you know, you've, you've always got someone right behind you, you know, willing to go through you to get through to the ball. And it was, you know, it's things like that make you better. You know, they make you a better player and they get you sort of used to the the standard and the, you know, the pace of the actual game as well. And it's, like you say, it's a it's a really physical league, and you know I've learned a lot since I was seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, and you know I've changed my style in play and stuff like that as well to you know suit the league. You know it's all fading well when you're up in Lewis and you're you know running past down the line or running <laughs> through on goal and stuff. But you've got a lot of really good defenders in this league who kind of you know read the game maybe a little bit better. So it's 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 it was certainly different for me obviously from playing you know junior football boys club football and then obviously playing up in Lewis compared to obviously playing in the Highland League but it's you know it's all about adapting I think you know on a whole the Tariff team that we actually had at the time you know we had to adapt as well because you know it's you're you're never going to be winning games six seven eight you know with such a young team you know there's always a couple of games where we did really well but again you know when you're playing the likes of Brora like you mentioned you know you're backs against the wall and it was you know, a few tough games here and there but like I say it's all a learning curve yeah so out of kind of those early stages who who do you think were the kind of toughest opponents that you were you're playing against I would, that I would probably say Broda were certainly up there you know it's going especially going there it's a bit after the long bus and stuff it's a bit no I wouldn't say daunting but it's you know when you've got such a physical and big team against you know it's young lads at the end of the day it was sometimes mm. it was sort of men and boys you know and like listen there's game and kind of told that story as well and but like I say it was kind of like it was all a learning curve for us at the time and I think you know you look back at a lot of the players that played in that tariff team and you know the vast majority of them are either playing in the island league some of them will be playing at a higher level so it's it's clear that it's obviously that learning curve is, you know, it's taught everyone, you know, a pretty decent enough lesson that, you know, it's not always going to, suppose, get handed to you and it's going to be physical, it's going to be a fight and a battle, but it's, you know, it's worth doing. Yeah, I think most of them are at Huntley now. <laughs> most yeah, of them. a few of them are, yeah. A few of them obviously still have a few at Huntley now with me, so, yeah. Yeah, the... Obviously, you went on and was the top goal scorer. How important was that for, for yourself in terms of confidence and getting run a game and, and getting the goals in. Nope. Definitely. You know, I've kind of been used to it, I suppose, playing up in Carlway and, you know, playing at boys club and junior football. I've kind of most teams that I've been at, if not all the teams, you know, I've been top scorer. So I'm used to scoring goals. I'm used to being in the attacking positions to get goals. So it's it was good to actually, you know, make the step up and then kind of 
do the same thing I've been doing. You know, it was clear that I could sort of do it and carry on doing it. So I think, you know, in terms of, like you say, the confidence side of things, it was, you know, good to finish the season on a decent enough tally of goals. And especially considering, you know, position that we were in the league, you know, it's not as if we were creating sort of tens and tens of chances a game. So I think for me, it was a case of, you know, when the chance came, you've got to kind of take it. And I think for the, for the most part of that season, you know, I definitely did and I took my chances and I was, you know, I was enjoying football, you know, it was, it was nice to just actually enjoy football again and really kind of feel that love of playing football, regardless who you're playing against or what the score is, you know, at times, like I say, against, you know, a Broda or a Bucky or a Fraser, you're chasing the, chasing the ball all the time. But, you know, it was, although even some games, you know, you're getting beat as much as I want to win every single game, you know, I enjoyed the sort of learning aspect of that and it was, it was really good. Yeah, so in terms in terms of your time at Taroff, were there any particular games that you kind of enjoyed, any kind of standout games that you, you had? Uh, well, I think the, the, my first goals for Taroff against Rothis away, I scored a hat-trick. That was my first goals for Taroff. And I think that was a big game for me as well. You know, it was quite soon after Chris Hunter had actually come in and scored three really good goals that game. I think we ended up winning 5-1, five, 5-2 five, five, maybe it was. And... You know, I think first goals for Tariff, that was always sort of, you know, once you score your first goal for a club, you're sort of off and running. I think because I scored a hat-trick as well, it kind of boosted my confidence a little bit more. I think the next game went to score another two, so it was kind of evident that, you know, confidence was high. And I think definitely that's one of the games, there's a couple of games against Fort William, I scored five one game and four the other in a season. And that, you know, it's just, it was those were enjoyable games, you know, as much as you kind of, like I say, you know, we've been on the end of a few, you know, mm-hmm. tangents as well from big teams, but we've also given some to, you know, like Fort William, where we, I think there was a game where it was 12-1 or something, and Oof. like I said, I scored five myself, and it was a really, really, you know, it was an enjoyable game, so it was almost different, you know, you're playing in the same league, but maybe the week before, you know, Fraser would have, you know, maybe put five or six past us, but the week after, you're scoring that many goals yourself, you know, it was... That sort of change as well was really enjoyable for me personally. You know, scoring goals is what I love doing. So, it was, yeah, definitely those games spring to mind. Yeah. So, do you have um do you, do you like those journeys in terms of going to your Fort Williams when they were still in the league or going yeah, up? The I absolutely love them. <laughs> Honestly, like I can't speak enough about them. Like, I absolutely gutted that Fort William aren't in the league anymore. <laughs> so it takes away in a way day. You know. I'm, I'm all for obviously going and playing the game, but you know I'm I, I'm a big sort of social guy as well, so I love the bus back with the team. It's I think it's a really good sort of way to you know get a bit of team bonding together and you know get everyone a couple of drinks on the way back and a night out when we're back in Aberdeen or wherever it may be if we're stopping in Vernes or wherever it is. You know it's it's good to actually obviously get you know a few boys out and I think that helps the team as well. You know because it's. You know, the more you kind of get on with players and the more you sort of like them and enjoy being in each other's company, the better you play on the pitch. So I I personally absolutely love sort of the, the Wicks away or the Broda away for William. Obviously, like I say, I'm gutted that they're not in the league anymore because that was another good one. But a couple of Inverness trips and stuff as well, it's never goes amiss for me. Yeah, it must. It, it's quite a bizarre ground in terms of the backdrop. It must have the best back. It must have had the best backdrop in the Highland League because yeah, so really nice, really nice place to play for sure. Yeah, changing facilities that are a little bit bigger, or you know, a social club that's a little bit bigger. You know, you get a few teams. I think because I was at Tariff and you've kind of got the AstroTurf and the yeah. big stand and 
you know, the social clubs up the top of the road and it's, you know, Tariff's a you know, big couple of stands. You know, really, really good grounds. So I think from playing there to then obviously going to somewhere like Fort William, it's although it's in the same league, it is you know, a slight change in terms of the the standard of the actual facilities. Yeah, so going back to Turoff, just like um what were the people behind the scenes like? Obviously I do like Pearl and, and different characters like that. How how vital are they in terms of, you know, the club? Yeah, definitely. I think Pearl's yeah, you know, Pearl's an absolute wonder lady. You know, anyone you'll speak to will I'm sure you'll be saying lots of really good words about Pearl. She was lovely to everyone, you know, it's she's pretty much Mrs. Tariff, you know, it's you you, you don't really get Tariff without Pearl. And I think, you know, I can't I personally can't speak highly enough of Pearl. You know, she was really good to myself, really good to a lot of the boys when obviously I was there that are still there now. I'm sure she's still being the same wonderful woman she she was to me and to whilst to everyone else. You know, she's She's got her moans and groans about the kit, you know, being handed in wrong or kit being missing. <laughs> stuff. But, you know, we, we try to help out as much as we could. Well, obviously, when I was there, but, you know, Pearl was absolutely brilliant, definitely. Trained there, and obviously, when it came to winter, you've got the Astro, you know, right on the, it's just a walk away. So it's, mm. yeah, like I say, really, really good facilities. Probably one of the best facilities that I've certainly seen in my days of playing football is definitely at Tariff. Really, really good facilities. Like you say, you've got the training training ground right there the pitch is always you know really good unless it's obviously flooded of course which <laughs> happens uh happens maybe once a year or so it's really unfortunate but that's just yeah it's just how it is in there with the you know the burns either side so it's but i think you know with the astroturf as well it's yeah really really good facility is a ton of yeah so um in terms of the scottish cup did you have any kind of standout memories playing the scottish cup with turf or uh, but that game against Fermartin at home, which was, I think we ended up getting beat 5-1. I, I actually scored, so I think that's why it's kind of standout memory for me in terms of Scottish Cup games. But other than that, I can't actually think of, I think the, the, a couple of years before, or the year before I joined, they played against Hibs, I think it might have been. So I was, obviously I missed that. I would have been, you know, delighted to be a part of that. But I think maybe it was the, the season sort of after, season before, sorry, that I joined, or maybe two seasons before I joined. I'm not actually sure, but, a few of the boys that I was obviously, when I originally joined, they obviously were in that team against, I think it was Hibs, as far as my memory serves. And, you know, that would have been, a, um, I'm sure, a very good occasion. But in terms of me personally, I think the Fermartin game, you know, although we, you know, we got beat 5-1, we competed really well in that game. And I think, I wouldn't say we're unlucky to lose or anything, but, you know, I think for me, in terms of Scottish Cup memories to, you know, score... A pen- it was actually a penalty against Mainzer as well. So, you know, Mainzer being so good at penalties as well, I can say that I've scored a pen against them. So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a that's a one-up for me, I suppose. <laughs> Overall, at your time at Turoff, who who do you think was the best player you, you played with? Um, oof, that's a fun to be honest with you. I would probably, it's close run between, I would probably say Davy Ross and Lezik, who was from uh, Poland. He oh, yeah. played Poland International, and I'm sure you've, you know, you've heard his name a few times before as well. He was, I think, technically, he's probably the best player that I've played with. He was, although he didn't kind of play heaps when um, I was there, I think maybe came into sort of winter time, and you know, he was such a technically really good player, you know, and when we're training over at the Astro, you're watching him, some of the touches and the passes he's making, you're thinking like, how's this guy only high on league? But I think, you know, when you are playing at, sorry, you know, Christie Park is a good example of playing at Christie Park away in winter time. You know, it's, it's not quite an AstroTurf, you know? So I think in terms of that, I think, you know, Lazic maybe didn't play as much as he probably should have, but 
listen, he's played at a higher level, sort of in different places. So I think that speaks for itself. He was, you know, he was a really, really good player. And, you know, you learn a lot of these, these players and you learn, you know, when to make a pass and when not to make a pass and stuff like that. You do, you, you, you learn a lot from these players. So I think those two will probably be, you know, stand out in terms of players that I played at Tariffworth for sure. Yeah, so how how did the the move to Huntley come about? Uh, so originally, uh, Alan Hale, he had phoned me, I think it was kind of near Christmas time during COVID, and I, I was kind of going through my own sort of personal battles and stuff like that. So I was kind of in a, a bit of a place where I was struggling a wee bit, and I wasn't sort of interested in football at the time. So when he originally kind of came to me and asked me if I wanted to sign for Huntley, I'd actually kind of said pretty much no to him and that I wasn't looking for a move at this current time and football just wasn't something on my mind I wasn't wanting to move to a club where you know I, I wasn't able to commit 100% and give my all for that new team so at the time I'd actually said no and I think maybe it was a couple of months later that he kind of asked again and I think at the time you know a couple of months later than where it was before I was maybe in a, a wee bit of a better place than I was before so spoke to obviously Hale on the phone he kind of took me through a zoom call and i think it was all you know really good stuff he was speaking about in terms of you know where the club wants to go and where i fit in and the plans and stuff and you know he sold it really well and i think from the original call with him you know i was pretty set that was going to be joining huntley for sure because it was something i wanted to be a part of definitely yeah so what what do you think he's done in terms of with huntley because he seems to have got a lot of good young players who are kind of hungry who maybe maybe have a point to prove or want to progress how how important yeah. is that um i think first and foremost with Hale, i think you know his his passion for the game is unmatched to be quite honest with you he's you know he absolutely loves football and he's he's you know got such a football mind and you know he's certainly from anyone that i've come across he's a manager that could manage right at the top in my opinion you know he's He's a top top guy. His man management skills are brilliant. His his training and stuff's brilliant. He works extremely hard. So it's you know he's he's a really good sort of guy to have around the ground. You know I I see him as more of a mate and stuff at times as well. You know he's although he's you know a manager he's because he's such a good guy you do see him as a mate sometimes and it's he's just he's he's really good with a lot of the boys at Huntley and I think that kind of makes you want to work for him more do you know what I mean in terms of like when you're playing for the team and playing for the manager that you actually like you know it's like I'm saying before in terms of the social aspect with teams you know it's when you get on with the people that you're around more it shows on the pitch and I think you know although sort of you know some results haven't gone our way it's we're competing in every single game that we play and it's I suppose that's the sort of difference between Huntley and Tariff is you know when I was at Tariff there was Fraser Barras and Broras and Buckeys that would kind of maybe not roll us over but you know it was a lot of the games were one-sided but at Huntley I don't think I've played in any games or watched any games where you know any Huntley team that I've been involved in is you know it's never been a one-sided game we've always had our had our say in the game as well. Do you feel like it was for yourself a bit of a step up in terms of you know, from Turf to Tunnel. Yeah, I I definitely think so. I mean, I can you know I see that in the sort of the training aspect and the the standard that the boys sort of set for themselves. Although you know Turf are doing really really well this season, but I think maybe maybe last season, the season before, even when I was there too, you know Huntley kind of always you know the league table doesn't lie. Huntley had always been a team that had finished above Turf, and I think at the time for me, it definitely was a step up, and you know it's kind of shown 
for me now as well. You know, when I've when I played against Tariff last season, we beat them four 0 I think the start of this season, they actually beat us two one at their ground, and you know they actually more than deserved to win that game as well. You know, they played really really well. For me at the time, obviously making the move, it was a step up for me. I think looking back at the time when you you got injured, how how did it feel when you were getting kind of stretchered off and and stuff? When... Uh, yeah, it wasn't great. Um, it was kind of, you know, I've spoken about it a few times and it's been, you know, it's, it was just a freak accident, the injury. You know, it's, I'm literally just running up the line and I've lost my footing essentially and kind of legs landed in the ground sort of straight. And, you know, from there, I've obviously uh, tore my ligaments in my knee. So it's, you know, getting stretched off. I knew straight away that it wasn't something I'd experienced before. You know, I've had sprained ankles and, you know, I think I actually did my ligaments in my ankle at one point, but it was never anything sort of serious, nothing that kept me out for longer than, you know, weeks or months at a time. So I was, I knew straight away that obviously when I couldn't move my leg, it was, it was definitely something serious. And then, you know, getting into the changing room and, you know, lying on the changing room floor whilst they're still out on the pitch and I'm waiting for the ambulance to arrive. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it was a bit of a, a sort of sad place for me because I'd obviously just kind of joined Huntley and, you know, I was getting on really, really well, and I think you know, I'm six games into the season, and I'm obviously getting injured. It was obviously not ideal for me at all. But listen, these things happen in life, and I suppose you know, I can say they happen for a reason. I suppose so. At the time, you know, it wasn't great, and then I think for the weeks after that, it was sort of the uncertainty of what had actually happened and what's the sort of diagnosis. And mm. obviously, I went to get the MRI that Huntley put me through. Luckily enough, and. You know, obviously got the news from the chairman, uh, Gordon Carter, and he obviously pretty much, you know, he was a doctor himself, so he kind of knows the sort of medical side. And I knew as soon as I answered the phone to him that it wasn't good news. I could tell by the tone in his voice. And he's obviously told me that it's sort of the, the rupture of the ACL and the LCL. And it's at the time I'm kind of thinking like, what on earth are those? You know, I have no idea what that means. You know, I have no clue. But after he's explained it, I've kind of, sounded the same as he did I suppose sort of doom and gloom and thinking like you know am I ever going to play football again when am I going to get back how am I going to get back you know am I going to be the player I was before you know it's all these kind of thoughts are racing through your mind in the sort of initial stages yeah yeah so how 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 did you cope in terms of the the mental uh, aspect of it so I think I wasn't actually too bad to be quite honest with you I think at the end of the day the thing I kept telling myself was that you know, it's, there's nothing I can do about it now. You know, it's happened. So there's there's kind of no point in me being doom and gloom about it and, you know, feeling sorry for myself. So I think from that point, it was kind of just, you know, work hard and get back as soon as I possibly can sort of thing. And, you know, it was like I say, because I was enjoying my football so much, it was something that I really wanted to get back to. You know, I wasn't wanting to miss that, especially joining Huntley. You know, the boys were such a good crack and really, really good group of lads and, you know, I wanted to get back and being amongst that again. You know, it was difficult going to the games after that and my crutches and stuff. Obviously, seeing them, you know, competing, they obviously managed to get to a cup final that I missed out on. And, you know, I think little things like that kind of really helped me get back and actually, you know, kind of speed up my recovery, I suppose, in that sense as well. Although, the, you know, there was definitely, don't get me wrong, there was times when it was kind of like, you know, gym work again. And, you know, there's days when you don't want to be doing the work. But I think what kind of got me through it was, you know, the support that I've got at home between my, you know, my fiance, mum and dad, and, you know, brothers, sisters. I've got a lot of support, you know, family, friends is, you know, it's, it's huge in these kind of, these situations with long term injuries. You know, they all really, really helped me as well. But I think obviously at the club as well, you know, the, 
having the support of the community get behind the GoFundMe and you know the, the players kind of get behind you and obviously the management and everyone behind the scenes as well you know so I think all that kind of spurred me on and you know managed to actually get me back maybe sooner than I particularly you know we'd have at the time if I didn't have that support. Yeah so what I mean what was it like getting on the on the pitch for for the for the first time? Yeah so I think like the actual original time that I got on the actual pitch was months and months before I actually returned obviously it was kind of just the first time I actually put my boots back on it was just kind of just before I can't remember the team we were playing on the day but it was before we had a game at Christie Park and I just got the boots on and just had a kind of jog around when they were doing their warm-up and I think even that you know it was little little wins like that that kind of kept me going as well you know it was seeing the progress that I'd made you know so far and yeah that was really, really good and you know I played um my first actual game back was I'm trying to think of the dates now it was maybe about a month ago two months ago probably was uh, playing for the 20s and that was my first actual start and scored a couple of goals and it was just you know it was a good run out playing for the 20s I think the first the first time I came back for the first team was against Banks of D and just kind of running on the pitch for the last sort of 20 minutes was you know it was nice to get the applause from the fans that travelled to the game and it was kind of a feeling that you know all the hard work that I'd put in has kind of paid off and led me to this you know moment in time in my life so it was you know, really, really good feelings that maybe I hadn't had previously. You know, I'd, like I say, you know, it was as much as I say that the sort of the mental stuff and the physical stuff was maybe not easy for me, but I didn't. I don't think I struggled with it. But it was, like I say, as well. There was times when you know it wasn't easy. It, it definitely wasn't easy going through it, and it took a lot of hard work. And I think you know, running on the pitch against Bank City, getting that applause, it was, you know, it was it was really nice, and it was nice to actually see that all that hard work had paid off. Yeah, so I'm go- going to your kind of, I'm always interested in, in, in players' kind of jobs. So in ter- in terms of your job at the Russell Anderson Foundation, how, how long have you been doing that? And kind of speak a bit about that job. Yeah, doing that for four years, I think it's maybe four, four or five years. I think it's four, could be five. I'm not actually sure, but I, I, a few years anyway, I've been at the Russell Anderson Foundation and it's, Essentially, we're a, a charity organisation that kind of deal with the the deprived areas of St. Macker and we go into the primary schools there and we pretty much provide them with, you know, sort of exercise and fitness-based sessions that they wouldn't get, you know, if we weren't there, essentially, you know, it's we're kind of going in there, providing a free service, you know, to kind of brighten up these kids' days and, you know, essentially give them a bit of exercise and you know, a lot of these kids are going home and, you know, they don't have the luxuries that I maybe had as a child or a lot of us had kind of growing up. You know, it's a lot of their home lives aren't as, you know, aren't as good as a lot of the boys that, you know, I'm playing football with or that I went to school with. So it's, mm-hmm. it's it kind of is an eye opener as well. And I think that, you know, without making it sound too sort of, I'm not saying this lightly, you know, it's, we are essentially, you know, changing these kids' lives, you know, it's, we are going in and we're helping them out, you know, mentally and physically. So it's, it's a big boost for them to actually get our service and, you know, what we're doing for a lot of these kids, it really does help them. And we've seen a lot of success stories that have kind of proved that. So it's really a good company to work for. And it's, you know, it's definitely a feel good job. Yeah. So just how, how rewarding is it to kind of, in terms of football and, terms of seeing kids you know making a difference 
Absolutely, yeah. So it's like I say, it's you know, it's really, really good to actually see the the kids just with a smile on their face, you know, because a lot of the time they don't have that at home and they don't have that, you know, they don't have the luxuries of going to football camps or, you know, getting football out of school or, you know, they don't have maybe mums or dads or whoever's at home, you know, they can't drive them to go and play football for the local team or go and play football for such and such team. So it just gives them something sort of different, you know, a lot of stuff we do is football, but we, you know, we've do, we do, we've done tennis courses and volleyball courses and different stuff like that. So we do provide them with a few different sort of uh, various activities, but a lot of it sort of is football and sort of fitness based stuff. And it's, you know, it's really good for them to kind of get that release of sort of, you know, going into a session for an hour and kind of, giving them something different essentially yeah so how 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 much does that make you kind of appreciate your your football it really does you know like i say you know i was lucky enough that i grew, grew up in a you know a loving family and you know i was i wouldn't say i'm exactly the most well-off person in the world but you know compared to a lot of these kids that i'm working with it's you know i, I certainly was and you know for them to actually get the chance to maybe do it when you know otherwise they wouldn't it's it's definitely you know it's rewarding it's nice to see them like i said you know just with a smile on their face and just enjoying the sessions that we're putting on for them give a bit of insight in terms of how how you balance can you your job you know a kid now and and football how, how do you balance all of that uh yeah so it's definitely harder now that we've obviously got noah you know he's 14 weeks uh sorry he's 16 weeks he's gonna be 17 weeks um tomorrow actually you know he's uh four months that's where i'm where i'm getting the four from 14 but you know i, I don't know where that thing's gone as well to be quite honest with you but um i think balancing it is it can be tricky at times you know um on a monday and tuesday i've got an after school club at the school as well so obviously school hours are sort of nine to three so any other day i'm you know i'm finishing in and around three o'clock depending on what's going in and around the school but obviously when i finish on a monday uh for example of you know i'm finishing at quarter past four by the time I'm actually getting home, I'm kind of eating food and then going back out to training. So, you know, on a Monday especially, it's kind of obviously hard to help out around the house and help out with Noah and help Ashley out, you know, tidy the house. And, you know, it is about sort of balancing that. And, you know, I've, I suppose we've sort of learned that the hard way, obviously, you know, having a having a house and having a son, it's it's not all sunshine and rainbows. You know, it's, it's amazing. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm sure any parent will tell you the exact same. They wouldn't change it for the world. And, I certainly we didn't, but it you know it is a lot of hard work and about balancing it and working together. And I think you know we've certainly got the gist of it. And you know we're doing well and we're you know balancing it as much as we can. But in terms of you know work, football, and obviously it's important to not get too focused on that. And you know don't take for granted what you've got at home and really kind of enjoy what you've got and don't make the most of it. Like I say, you know how he's 17 weeks tomorrow i've got no idea where that time's gone yet it's flown by so i'm just hoping he doesn't keep growing up the way the rate he is because he's getting bigger and bigger every time i see him uh, is is he is he gonna be brought up as a huntley huntley fan or what absolutely he's definitely gonna be a footballer huntley and carlo yeah, i think that's just that's gonna be his two teams for sure i think he's He's definitely going to be a footballer. I actually bought him a football, I think must have been when he was about a week or two old. Just I was in Tesco one day and I just seen a little foam football. So I had to, I had to buy it and just a little wee sort of mini football that I was, you know, I'm picking him up and I'm getting the door, kick it through the door and stuff and celebrating with him. He's, oh, he's, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. 
No, I don't think a lot of people kind of appreciate the the commitment that a lot of the players put in terms of you know balancing you know family life, work, and I'm only yeah, no, it's definitely a about balancing it, and I think you know it's it's a big commitment. It's, it's a lot, of, you know, it is a lot of traveling. I hear a lot of players that may play stuff. <clears throat> sort of their main reasons for not stepping up to the Highland League is because it is a lot of traveling. It's a it is a big commitment, but I think. Like I say, for me personally, you no, know, I, I don't mind the travelling stuff at all. I actually, it's one of the reasons I actually love the Highland League, to be quite honest with you, is the travelling with the boys. But, you know, in terms of balancing sort of work, football, home life, it it definitely is hard and it needs a lot of thought and stuff. But for me personally, you know, I've got a really good support network. And in terms of actually no one being at home, you know, they they certainly obviously don't mind me sort of being at training on Monday and Wednesday and potentially going up to Wick, you know, all day on a Saturday. And it's, you know, at the end of the day, they're kind of sitting at home cheating me on. So I've got a, I've got a really good support network here for sure. What ambitions do you have in, in terms of your football? <laughs> I think after the injury, my main sort of targets now are kind of just get back playing week in, week out, scoring goals. And I've not really got any main sort of ambitions to go and play for a man City or Barca, you know, at this stage of my career, I think. You know, those days are probably over now, but I think, listen, at the end of the day, you know, you have a good season, you never know what it takes you. So I think for me personally, it's first and foremost getting back to playing week in, week out and scoring goals again. You know, after such a long injury, it takes a lot of time to sort of, that's what I'm realising now, that it's not, you don't just walk back into the team and, you know, fitness and sharpness is always an issue. So it's, you know, I, I started two games in a row last week and obviously got the rest against Brecon and, you know, it's it's little things like that. You know, before it's not a case of two games and I'm, you know, potentially struggling with a bit of a sore knee, whereas now it's gonna you need to take these things into consideration. So, you know, once I can get a sort of good run of games going, providing, you know, injury I'm injury free and pain free, that's kinda my main goals for now, or kinda get as much playing time as I can and Obviously, start, start scoring goals again as well. Definitely. I've still not got a goal this season. I've not played a great deal. You know, I, I should have had maybe a couple against Strasbourg and maybe one or two against Lossy as well. So it's, but again, I think that all comes down to the sharpness sort of side of things as well. And I think once you get one goal, it's, you know, you, you build the confidence to get more and more. And I'm, I'm certainly not panicking myself. You know, I've scored plenty of goals in the past and I'm sure I'll score plenty of goals in the future as well. But it's, you know, for me, it's, Okay, so just get myself fit again and get back, kind of enjoy and actually play. And, you know, I really enjoy being in amongst the lads. And I have, you know, even hobbling, hobbling along in my crutches, really enjoy, you know, being part of the team and great group of lads at Huntley as well. So I'm just wanting to actually get back on the pitch and really sort of take that enjoyment to the next level by scoring goals and be back playing week in, week out. How far do you, in terms of up the league do you think Huntley can Goal. Uh, I mean, you know, we're still early doors now. You know, we're what twelve games in, so I think you know the sort of the old saying goes: the sky's the limit, sort of thing. You know, you never, there's no sort of target for us. You know, we're sort of taking each game as it comes. And at the end of the day, you know, with the league being so tight, we know as a group of players that we can win. You know, against any team in the league, it's not a case of. Maybe when I was at Tariff before and you're kind of trying to keep the score down against the, you know, Fraser Bras or the Barodas, you know, I think the mentality, the mentality that certainly, you know, Alan and uh, Stefan have sort of embedded into the boys and that, you know, the mentality we, we've got ourselves or, you know, every single game, you know, we can win. You know, it's, I think for us is sort of taking each game as it comes and, you know, putting our best performance out there and 
you know, there's absolutely no reason why we can't be beating any team in the league. Like I say, there's no there's no reason at all why, you know, we can't be beating teams like Breakin, drawing teams with Breakin. You know, we've showed that against, you know, I don't think anyone would have probably given us any hope against Breakin before the game. But, you know, everyone's looking and talking about how much of a shock it is and, you know, how bad Breakin were. But I think... <laughs> yeah, so fi- final few questions. So who who do you think will win the league? Uh, oh, that's a tough one, to be quite honest with you. I mean... Before the season started, I probably would have said, I don't know, I probably would have said Huntley. <laughs> no, I, 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 honestly, like, like I say as well, you know, there's no reason why, you know, we can't be competing and, you know, beating teams like that. But I think, you know, like I say, for us, you know, no one's expecting us, we don't expect ourselves to win the league. You know, it's, we're, we're not at that level yet. You know, we've got a couple of years maybe to embed principles in and embed players in and keep players on and, you know, get players signing longer deals and stuff like that and keep keep the boys together. And like I say, there's no reason why maybe a couple of years down the line we can't be up there challenging, to be quite honest with you, the, the squad we've got. But I think, who do I think is going to win the league? I think there's, it's hard to see past breaking at the moment. You know, like I say, they've invested heavily and, you know, they've, they're unbeaten so far. So it's, it is hard to kind of look past them. But, you know, you've always got, Bucky, Broda, Fraserbra, sort of mm. for Martin, even you know for Martin, a really good side as well. You've got, you've got these teams sort of breathing up. You know, it's any any of them could win it. So it's it's you know it's it's a close and tight league. Yeah. So um, who who do you think's been the the best player you've you've played against so far in your career? Scott Barber, Fraserbra. Any time I've played him, I've been really impressed with, especially how he holds the ball up. You know, it's been something that I've kind of. Tried to embed into my game certainly the last couple of years playing in the Highland League and try try to bring sort of centre attack midfielders and wingers into play by holding the ball up. So he's really impressed me in terms of that. So I would definitely say Scott Barber's up there, and I think the boy Julian Wade for Martin as well. He's he impressed me a lot when we played against them. Just his strength, you know, he doesn't look like he's a massive guy, you know, as if he could hold off some of our defenders, but. You know, he's just his strength off the ball and on the ball as well. He's you can tell he's obviously played. You know, he plays at an international level from what I'm hearing. He's top scorer for his country or something. So it's you know, it's it's I suppose you're not going to be getting there unless you're a quality player. So I think in terms of the boy Julian Wade and Scott Barber, definitely are probably two of the best players I would say that I've played against. Listening to the Highland League podcast. Hope you can join me next time for another interesting interview. Thank you.